Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. We've got a lot to catch up on. A lot of stuff has happened. World Masters just went down and a bunch of medals were won. Saw some good people win there. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out, first of all, to Nikki Lloyd Griffiths, our girl. She got double bronze. She did. At Black Belt. And so she, she wouldn't went, have been happy about that. Nah. You can say she's got that look in her face like, mm. gold or it doesn't count. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. She went in the absolute. She wasn't going to go in the absolute, and she got bronze there. So oh shit! Wow, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, Masters one, and then is that her first uh, World's Masters at black belt? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's only been a black belt a year now. Yeah, and she, I think just for age, she's just qualified. Wow. Yeah, but then she fought like two days later and got gold in her category at Jiu Jitsu Con, <laughs> which nah. is not Masters. You know, so yeah. Nikki in the geese is a, an amazing thing. But um, we also got to give a shout out to Tima. Um, Tima El Abdullahi. She is the coach, uh, coach here at Jungle Brothers. Yep. She won blue belt. Bruh, she took blue belt, gold, not a point scored on her. Wow. I'm not sure how many fights. I think it might have been three or four. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't spoken to her. But yeah, fucking amazing. Amazing. So she's a uh, blue belt under uh, Adam at Vantage. Yep. Adam Childs. And she's incredibly athletic. Yeah. You got to give it to her. She's She does the kickboxing here. So she's a... You know, she, the girl can punch your lights out as much as try and strangle you. Yeah, she's a weapon. She's so an absolute weapon. Awesome achievement there. And then also want to give a shout out to another blue belt, Beth Sheehan, uh, a follower of the program. Ah, she she messaged, gets a shout out, yeah. She messaged us and said she'd been following the kettlebell program religiously and that she couldn't have kind of got there in the, the fit, strong state she was if she hadn't been doing Bulletproof. Yeah. So shout out to you, Beth, and shout out to One Purpose BJJ, Bob Frias. Ah, uh, that's Bob's gym. Yeah. They're in Adelaide? No, they're north. Okay. They're like, I think it's North Coast New South Wales or like just bottom side of Queensland. Ah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. The better weather. Yeah. <laughs> the tropical places. The tropical places. And then we also have to give a big shout out to Jess Ung winning at Brown Belt, her first year at Brown Belt. Fucking legend. She won uh, last year at Purple. Yeah. And now... <laughs> one of brown wow yeah incredible and the thing is jess has you know gone through her various battles with injury and everything and she did an acl right yeah she had a complete acl reconstruction Couple of years ago yep and i helped her rehab that and yep. yeah she it's it's awesome just to see her continue so focused and just show up in a year's time and win top of the podium again yeah and yeah i feel like like the story that she tells about her jiu-jitsu journey it's very like fun and kind of like good times like she's not like she's a, I rolled with her once and she's by no means like a fun role. Like no, she's hard work. She rolls hard, she's yeah. She's strong, she's technical. But like she brings a lightness just to what she does. Yeah. And I think it's very cool for someone to be able to do that and then also win worlds. Be a beast. <laughs> yeah, you're like, man, that's sick. That's the balance that you want. Yeah, and I mean the thing that I'm really blown away about at the Masters Jiu-Jitsu, uh, the Worlds, is it said 11,000 people registered for the comp. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Like, I thought it was... What is it? Is it more than two days? Uh, I think it could be, yeah. It could be across three, maybe even four days. Because right. Worlds, like, normally is three days. Yeah. It's two days and then one day of finals. 
So I, I believe it is significantly bigger than that yeah. in terms of participate, more than double, maybe even triple. And so that's amazing. But here's something else I want to talk about. Your boy, Marin Gali, beats Victor Hugo. He and must he have heard that shit I said about the gi. <laughs> Him and Micah heard that shit. And they're like, we'll show you, bro. We got to bring it back. Dude, uh, I love watching that guy compete. Yeah. I mean, I watched the, the Victor match. I didn't watch. I saw some highlights up, but he just... So aggressive, so yeah. determined. And if you ask him, he moves beautifully. Oof. He'll tell you. <laughs> He'll tell someone, someone, he posted a video on his Instagram. Someone shared it with me. It was him getting a massage from a girl that's, you know, whatever, wearing her underwear. And, um, and I was like, strong Cejudo vibes. <laughs> like, strong. <laughs> I think the thing with him is that, like, he actually... I don't know if you ever saw like I can't I can't like uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah. That like the cover of that. If you're not familiar Get with the movie, back, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, it's everybody wearing Malkovich's face. Like I think that Merengali to be happy with a, a lady companion, she would have to wear a cutout of his face on her face <laughs> and be like, "Hey, you're looking good today, babe." Yeah. Like <laughs> he's so obsessed with himself. I mean, don't get me wrong. His jiu-jitsu is incredible. And he said he wasn't happy about winning by points because he loves to go for the sub and everything like that. Yeah. But you've got to say, yeah, man, like Victor Hugo's like as tough of an opponent as he's going to get Bruh. in the gi. Yeah. And, and I mean, he didn't like... Merengali didn't look in trouble at all. No. And not at one stage. No, did he? he looked so calm. Like Victor was able to like slow him, shut him down a couple of times. But it was like, man, it was, it was um, Nicholas's match. Um. What about the smother choke that he got in one? Of, have we seen? Have you seen one of those in the gear before? Um, no, I've, I've, I, no, I've seen people tap to like a dark room. Yeah, so it's pull out the gear and you just basically. I, I saw Fabio hot box. Yeah, your hot box, but you kind of waterboard like you. Yeah. <laughs> depending on your abs, you're <laughs> you're sweating and you just people just kind of fear tap because it's so. Dark, Especially you if you've got breathe. a wet rashy underneath your gear, oh and God. that kind of sits into your mouth, <sighs> and then you start sucking oh. it in. Yeah, sweat in your mouth. Oh my God, it's it's a horrible situation to be in. So I've never seen it in competition, but I have seen it in the training room. Right. Yeah. And I've also kind of dark roomed people, and they've just been, oh, get me out of here, just tap. Yeah. Not actually choked. It's pretty, as a it's pretty impressive. It's full on. I mean, he said he was going for it too. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, he's really he's got that Gordon Ryan playbook. <laughs> Where did he learn that from? Mm. Amazing. And uh, it's actually very cool. I'm excited that I'm excited to watch these game matches. Yeah. You know, legitimately, like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the gi has a chance. <laughs> I'm here for it. Time will tell. <laughs> Provided it has Nicholas Marincali <laughs> involved. <laughs> Joey's here for it. Handsome men only. Mr. Handsome. <laughs> and I also want to switch it up and go to MMA. Because my boy, our boy, Kevin Jose, is officially signed to the UFC, makes his UFC debut this weekend, UFC Sydney, and uh, he's fighting Kiefer Crosby, who's also making his UFC debut. All right. So, I mean, Kevin is two times hex champion, double hex champion, middleweight and welterweight. Which is like the premier MMA event here in Australia. Definitely Hex is an amazing... There's many great fight promotions here in Australia, but... uh, One of the big ones. Yes, and man, 
He, so Kevin was on the podcast some time ago, right? Yeah, about 100 eps ago. Yeah, okay. And you were chatting to him about his goal to get into the UFC, right? Yeah, and then he was over. He was in the US at the time. He was training at B-Team. Yeah. Because uh, of COVID and stuff, he was outside of France. There's a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, he's been training at City, Co- uh, City Kickboxing now. <laughs> City Cockboxing. Sort of cockboxing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cockbox. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, city cockboxing, that could be a good shirt. Um, um, but what's, yeah, what's he, his deal? Like, what, what's his strength? So he was a, uh, I believe he was on the French judo national team. Right. I, I think he was training oh, we up We all know the, about the French national judo team, team, don't we? Right. Please go on. But no, essentially, he, I think he was training up for the Olympics. I don't know if he fought at the Olympics. Okay. But he fought at an international level. He came to Australia. I trained with him at Absolute MMA. And yeah, he just became a bit of a force. And then at a critical point, he decided he was going to go train at City Kickboxing. And he said to me, I'll just live out of a van out the front of the gym. Wow. If, that would, if that's what it comes to. Yeah. I don't think it came to that, even though him and his brother decked out a van so he could do the full gym life. Yeah. And when you see him stand, so he's the main training partner for Israel Adesanya. He's as big as Izzy. Yeah. Like maybe sl- not quite as tall, but my God, the guy's broad. Yeah, and right. he's jacked. He's a frightening guy. We did a, a wrestling seminar with him um, at Vantage uh, just as a bit of a fundraiser for him. And he was showing us all the kind of judo finogi stuff he was using on the B-team guys and going, this works, that works, this worked. And it was rough. Oh, wow. A lot of leg trip. Leg- I remember after that, everyone was trying to like leg sweep. Foot trip and yep. then like snap down to like hip throw and you're like oh my god oh yeah i'm in a front headlock and i'm getting hip thrown yeah it was really rough yeah right and yeah it's incredible to see him stand side by side with israel because one he's so white he's the whitest guy ever but he's so built i don't know how he makes 170 it's it's just unbelievable to me what's 170 in kilos i think it's 77 kilos wow that's welterweight welterweight okay i could be wrong in saying that forgive me Hardcore UFC fans, like I've said, rarely accurate, always entertaining. That's me. That fight will have happened by the time you're hearing this, so let's hope he gets the win. Yeah, fingers crossed. And then also on that card is Israel versus Strickland. Yeah. Strickland, not a good guy. You want to see him go down. No. Or is I it mean, just he's, a talk? He's got a shtick. I mean, I do think he's probably a bit ignorant. But I feel like he's just doubling, like tripling down on that ignorant the shtick. Bad, the bad guy. Yeah, just I'm just going to be the, you know, it's kind of Colby Covington-esque. Like it's that alpha American kind of hyper conservative sort of make, it's a MAGA kind of vibe. But he's got a little bit of a smile and he's less, de- he, he doesn't, he's not so derogatory towards others. A little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, he's not, I, don't, I haven't heard the racism yet. A lot of sexism. <laughs> I am, um, yeah, you know, in a way I'm like, guys, dick, I hope he gets beaten. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he's a nice fella. I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. I believe Israel will beat Strickland. But I would imagine everyone thinks that's going to be the case. And I, me too. Yes. But you got to think like, he's, he's got a chance. He, he, a chance. he, he has a knockout power. He can knock you out. Even though he, Pejeda knocked him out, fair play. You've got to say he's a tough guy and he's more the brawler. He's more the Chael Sonnen, less technical. Like, I think people forget Chael Sonnen did almost beat Anderson Silva in his prime. Yeah. Like, he won that fight. Anderson pulled out the Hail Mary triangle. Yeah. I watched that fight. Like, like the dying five seconds, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was pulled it out. And then Anderson was losing. You're like, wow, Chael Sonnen was the real deal. 
I also think about like when Chris uh, Weidman beat um, Anderson Silva. Anderson was being too goofy and Weidman just doubled up or Weidman, sorry. Chris Weidman doubled up on the jab and just caught him. Yeah. And that, that's, that was really a serious downfall for Anderson Silva. My thinking is this. You've got the really technical fighter in Israel, Adesanya, and then you've got the brawler, more brawler style in Strickland. Could there be an upset there? Like, could it be everyone's like, fuck. My heart tells me that Strickland was next in line. <laughs> They're like, hey, we need someone for this, throw him for this Sydney event. <laughs> throw him in. <laughs> hey, bro, you got the call up. Yeah. Like, all right, let's go. You know. But is, it, is, is that but like... Of course, you know, like he's in the top five. He's next in line. It, it, there's always a chance. Yeah. No, it should be should be exciting. Let's go, Izzy. Woo.